Joining us now, the Republican governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu. And we do have something I want to share with you tonight on that, a new image of a tunnel tonight. So you're looking at this here, and you can see how wide it is. These images come from both the IDF and also Reuters journalists who were there to witness it. The tunnel spans two and a half miles. It reaches more than 160 feet underground, and it is equipped with electricity, ventilation, and communication systems. It goes incredibly close to the Israeli border and can be used for large forces to move, right? You can see this isn't a narrow thing at all. Its discovery comes as this war is spreading beyond Israel's borders. Another Iranian-funded militia, the Houthis today, claiming responsibility for an attack on a ship in the Red Sea. The USS Kearney quickly responding to the ship's distress call. But over the past two months, Houthi forces have been involved in a number of attacks along the Red Sea. Actual hijacking, drones, missile attacks on commercial ships. And all this is adding up now to a lot of ships rerouting, taking longer to get where they're going to go, skipping the Suez Canal. These attacks are taking a toll on the whole world because 90% of the world's commerce moves by ship, 10% through the Suez Canal every day. Never mind things like oil and liquefied natural gas going through that, that passageway every second. Today, oil and natural gas prices spiking after British Petroleum said it would stop all shipments through the Red Sea because of these strikes. And we're going to have much more on these attacks in just a moment. I want to begin, though, with Will Ripley because he is out front live in Tel Aviv. And Will, today you were in southern Israel, just a few miles from Gaza. And what did you see? You know, Aaron, we were working most of the day within a stone's throw of the fence that divides Israel and Gaza, and you did not need a map to know when we were getting close to Gaza because there was a massive smoke plume that was rising up from that embattled area. And in fact, every few minutes as we were driving and then even louder on the ground, we heard very loud booms. This was the sound of outgoing Israeli artillery landing theoretically, presumably, on the people of Gaza, which makes you wonder what the conditions must be like for them there, both above and even below ground. Beneath the bombed-out rubble of Gaza, a massive underground labyrinth, newly released videos from the Israeli military claim to show the biggest Hamas tunnel in Gaza, two and a half miles long, up to 164 feet deep, with electricity, ventilation, and communication systems. The IDF says the tunnel is wide enough for a large vehicle, even a makeshift railroad. CNN cannot independently verify these videos, claiming to show what the IDF calls Hamas's strategic infrastructure, hundreds of terror tunnel shafts throughout the Gaza Strip. The IDF on a mission to locate and destroy dozens of attack tunnel routes. Hamas made the unverified claim of building more than 300 miles of tunnels under Gaza. Tunnels for smuggling goods, launching attacks, storing rockets and ammunition. And Israel says Hamas command centers hidden beneath homes. Under this, this child's cot, not a baby's cot, we see a tunnel that was used for terror by Hamas. For three Israeli men held hostage in Gaza, a sign of desperation to the end. A white sheet and a plea for help, scrawled in Hebrew with leftover food. It reads, help, three hostages, a message either missed or ignored by Israeli soldiers who shot them down from a distance, all three shirtless, waving a white cloth. The men holed up in a building in the embattled Shijaya neighborhood of Gaza City. It's not clear if the hostages were abandoned or managed to escape before the fatal confrontation. The IDF admits the killings broke their rules of engagement, 
adding pressure on Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to secure the release of around 129 remaining hostages amid growing international calls for a ceasefire, a truce Israel says would only strengthen Hamas. As everyday people suffer on the streets of Gaza, social media images show crowds climbing on aid trucks, a sign of growing desperation amid a mounting humanitarian crisis as the number of dead in Gaza approaches a staggering new milestone of 20,000. That number just gives you chills, and yet that is the reality in Gaza right now, and also the reality, these new serious questions, Aaron, about how the IDF is operating on the ground. The fact that these three Israeli hostages came out shirtless, waving a white cloth, Two of them were shot instantly, but yet the third who went back, sought shelter, then came out again waving a white cloth and was shot and killed before the forces realized that he was in fact Israeli. You wonder what is happening to the countless civilians who are dying in Gaza, some of them face to face with the Israeli forces that are on the ground there, Aaron. Yes, we do. All right. Thank you very much. Will Ripley in Tel Aviv. Out front now, Daphne Richmond Barak. She's an expert on Hamas tunnels and the author of Underground Warfare, also an assistant professor at Israel's Reichman University. And I really appreciate your taking the time, Professor. So when you look at the passageways of the tunnels, now we're looking at them much wider than the tunnels we've seen before. You can see a lot of people walking through together as opposed to that very narrow uh, pathway of the other images that we've seen, even wide enough for vehicles. The IDF says even wide enough for, an, for a railroad, electricity, ventilation, communication, all of this. I mean, you spent a decade of your life studying uh, tunnels uh, like this, this entire system. What do you see here? I see a tunnel that looks a whole lot like the tunnels uh, that uh, North Korea has dug into South Korea. This is what I see. I see something of a much higher level of sophistication, which you describe much wider, more, uh, more resistant, stronger, um, dug not uh, just uh, by hand, but uh, actually with the use of some sophisticated civilian boring equipment um, so we're talking about tunnel warfare on a different level. And I see also, in addition to the influence of North Korea, kind of like the large tunnel um, enabling a massive invasion and infiltration into the country, I also see the hand of Iran here, um, which, um, you know, is a country that has deeply buried facilities. So it is very different from what Hamas has done with its underground uh, uh, tunnel network. But you can see that with Iran's help, Hamas has been able to dig deeper and better. And so, you know, the, you, you talk about the equipment, heavy boring equipment that would have been used. I know the IDF has shown what they say are some images of construction on this tunnel. Um, this tunnel, though, where it's located, we understand, according to the IDF, it ends um, just about a thousand feet uh, before uh, from the Israeli border a specific crossing, actually, the Erez crossing on the northern Israeli-Gaza border. So when you take into account what the tunnel is, when you talk about possibly being used for a large-scale invasion, and where you see it, then what does that layer of context tell you? So a couple of things. I, I think you put it very, very well. It, it raises a lot of questions. Um, the first thing that I can tell you is I am pretty sure that this is not the only tunnel of the like that Hamas has. Not all Hamas tunnels look like this one, but I presume that it has uh, a few, uh, a dozen, I would say, 
of such kind of like more heavy duty tunnels. Um, and now the question, the, the, the next question that comes up is, okay, so what did Hamas really intend to do with this tunnel, right? It's obviously a very important military asset that was well concealed and came very close to Israel's border. So I see two options. Number one, uh, this is a tunnel that was actually used uh, or some portion of it or um, some variation on this tunnel was used on October 7th itself to enable this massive uh, infiltration of over 3,000 Hamas fighters. I mean, these are some of the numbers. We, know, we don't know the exact number. We know it's, it's a very high number. And then to, for them to go on foot into Israel, um, I, find it, I would find it very surprising that it didn't use any kind of cross-border tunnel. So maybe this was one of those. But I think the, the, another order of, of questioning would come to say, okay, if this wasn't used, then what was Hamas's plan? Um, was it to use this tunnel and make it operational, because it's obviously quasi-operational right now, and make it usable during the, the war, during the operation, to carry out another massive infiltration or more uh, kidnappings and more killings? Meaning it's either one of these two options. Um, because of exactly what you said, the, feature, the, the fact that it's coming so close to Israel's border, I see these two scenarios. And I presume that Israel will uncover in the coming days more such tunnels.